0: Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Shabbat Shalom and I hope that you're enjoying your day. Welcome and welcome back. From time to time, there will be um, various um, Sabbath lessons that will um, has to do with the Bible, but it won't be a Bible reading. When you hear this message, you know that it will be one of those Bible readings or something important that needs to be said before I move on to the next chapter um, or book of the Bible. So be patient, enjoy the message, and hope to see you during the next upload. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Um, Today is December 25th, and um, this is the last Sabbath of the year. Um, As I discussed, And various lessons. um, We will be discussing the prophets. um, And because this lesson may be a bit long, um, I'm going to shorten it by not uh, discussing in detail um, the prophets, what they did, this and that. I'm going to say that for when we continue to go into the scriptures. Simply because um, time will not allow me to discuss every prophet. I guess at one point I will probably go into a synopsis of each prophet, but right now time will not allow it. So we are going to go into the prophets. I'm going to give you some FYIs and then, you know, we'll have an idea of who the prophets are because, um, like I said, there's prophecy that has come true already there's some prophecies um, that are currently unfurling and then there's some prophecies that have not come to fruition yet so all right now um all right intro to introduction to the prophets what is a prophet the definition of a prophet is from the um, Webster's Dictionary Online is a person regarded as an inspired teacher or proclaimer of the will of the Most High Yah, i.e. the Old Testament. What is prophecy? A prophecy is a message inspired by the Most High, a divine revelation. Scriptures say that the prophets spoke from the Most High as they were moved by the Ruach Hakodesh, meaning they were inspired by what was said to them by the Ruach, okay? From the Most High. The Most High sent his Ruach to, um, to talk to them so that they can um, relate a message to whoever it is that they needed to relate a message to, okay? Why were, the prof- why were there prophets and how did they die? Okay. Um, there were many prophets that were um, documented in the Old Testament, and um, there was a reference to them in the Old Testament. So, um, even though I'm going to read the pro- the prophets here and give you, um, approximate dates and stuff like that, there were way more prophets that were undocumented than they were documented. Also, as far as dates are concerned, these dates are made up in Christianity. Okay. They were not made up in, um, in the paleo Hebrew. And I'm going to explain more about that in a minute. Okay. So I'm going to give you the prophet, the dates, and the history, Um, a history according to the kings that reigned, okay, so you will be able to um, know and understand who these people are um, according to the history, and I'm just going to say it. Now, I got this online, and um, like I said, it's approximate because I've done some research, and it basically gives you different dates. So this one is the one that I relied upon to give the message. However, when we start going into the scriptures, it will give you uh, the approximate time. Now, um, within the scriptures, it doesn't have a date because that's not how y'all works. He doesn't work like that, okay? Number one, he was speaking directly to his children and his children knew exactly what time things had to be. And it wasn't about, oh, December 25th, this is made up by pagans slash Gentiles. So um, um, yasharel's time that they went through, through the most high is not the same time that all the pagans do. And since everybody's scattered and time has gone by and his story, being what it is, and I already told you what his story was, the person who writes the story gets to be the hero. I don't care if he's a heathen Gentile, the person who writes the story begins, uh, is the hero of the story. Not only that, I also um, said that when one nation conquers another, they get rid of everything of the conquering nation's history, their norms, their traditions, um, they're, um, well, they try to crush their spirituality, but they can't do nothing about that. So when one, um, one nation crushes another, they try to get rid of every doctrine they ever had and indoctrinate them into theirs. And this is basically, um, an indoctrination in regards to the dates, um, these prophets and i will go more into that when i start talking about how the whole world was fooled haven't done that yet but i will it's so big and important that's why i haven't done it yet because it has to be right on point before i do it okay so it's already written up i just have to tweak it all right now we're gonna start from jonah jonah was a prophet and the dates that he lived oh i want to say another thing too um, in regards to B.C. and um, A.D. I will discuss more about that after I finish these profits in regards to the dates, because that's what it is, B.C. and A.D. But I'm going to say that now, and then I'll go through it, and then I'll discuss what B.C. and A.D. means. Okay, and um, there's a countdown, and I'll explain the countdown too. Jonah lived between 1810 and 790 B.C., and the history of him is in 2 Kings 13 and 14. <clears throat> Joel, another prophet, and these are the prophets of Yasharel. And this is Israel. Now, um, you probably don't know, but there was a time that um, it was a whole Yasharel, and then there was um, contention in between um, the nation, and it split. So um, there was Israel, which is Yasharel, and then there was Judah, Yehuda. Remember, Yahuda is the king. So there was a split. So this is how I'm going to explain it. But when we start going into the scriptures, you will know more as to why it's split. And remember, if you don't understand why, just go into, um, I did a previous les- lesson probably a couple of days ago in regards to um, Judah, why, um, why are you acting this way? Something like that. What's happening with you, Judah? And you'll ex- and it explains why um, everybody is um, separated in Yashabel. It'll explain that through Judah. Okay, Joel lived through um, 790 and 7760 BC, and he's listed in Two Kings 11 and 15. Amos lived between 780 and 760 BC, and he's listed in Two Kings. Um, 14 and 15. Hosea, he lived between 785 and 725 BC, and he's listed in 2 Kings 15 through 18. Isaiah um, lived between 750 and 695 BC, and he's listed in 2 Kings 15 and 20. Micah, he lived between 7 45 and 725 BC, and he's listening to Kings 15. Now, those are the prophets of Israel. Nahum, these are the prophets of Judah. Nahum, let me just stop for a minute. The prophets of Israel prophesied to those in Israel during that time. Like I said, the kingdom, the kingdom split. Then Nahum, uh, which is the prophet of Judah, is four prophets of Judah, And they was prophesying to the kingdom of Judah between um, their times that I'm gonna to say. Nahum lived between 660 and 630 B.C. and he's listed in 2 Kings 15 and 18, 15 through 18. Zephaniah, another prophet of Judah, lived between 630 and 620 B.C. and he's listed in Isaiah 10. Habakkuk is another prophet of Judah. He lived between 620 and 610 B.C. and he's listed in Two Kings twenty three, Jeremiah, another prophet of Judah. He lived between six twenty eight and five eighty eight B C. He's listed in Two Kings twenty two through twenty five. Now, these are the prophets um, of the captivity, and this is and these are um, these are the prophets that told um, that told the masses that they're going into captivity. And a lot of times they told them um, what's going to happen in the future, too. So this is Daniel. He lived between 606 and 534 B.C., and he's listed in 2 Kings um, 23 through 25. He also has his own book. A lot of these um, prophets have their own book, but not all of them. Okay, Obadiah lived uh, um, in 587 B.C., and he's listed in 2 Kings 25. Ezekiel. He lived between 596 and 574 BC, and he's listed in 2 Kings 24. Haggai, okay, Haggai, Ze- Zechariah, and Malachi are the prophets that um, prophesied the return back to Jerusalem. Um, okay, so Haggai lived between 520 and 518 BC, and he's listening in Ezra 5 and 6, 5 through 6. <clears throat> uh, Zechariah lived between 520 and 510 B.C. And he's listed in Ezra 5 and 6. And Malachi lived between 420 and 397 B.C. And he's listed in Nehemiah 13. Now, I'm going to go back to the dates. Be, um, I'll talk about the countdown. As you um, can hear or see that um, the countdown goes from 8 to, four, uh, to 397. And um, again... This countdown was made by the uh, pagans because it's not listed in the scriptures at all as being these type of dates. Now the pagans listed them like that because it's a countdown that they put together. That will give up them and then the whole world because they crush nations. Um, the idea of when time started now. Pagans did not create time pagans did not create this world pagans did not. Um, well, they controlled the world for a time, simply because um, Israel was insubordinate and they ruled over them, but pagans did not make this world pagans are not God's pagans are uh, people who try to control everybody and everything now. We're not gonna go into how the pagans ruled and all of that because um, I will probably or possibly um, upload a whole history of churchianity. If I don't, then I'll give the reference to where you should go to understand the full full situation um, of how um, all of this Christianity and all this religious stuff came about. Like I said, I do not create the wheel, recreate the wheel. If it's already out there and it's accurate, then I'm gonna either upload it or refer you to the site. I'm not going to um, continue to um, voice my um, voice my opinion or my do homework on something that's already done. These people have, um, if I'm if I'm referencing something, these people have done their homework. They cross their eyes excuse me, they dotted their I's and crossed their T's and they've already done everything they need to do and it's pretty accurate. So um, I will do the reference instead of um, recreating the wheel. So, okay, let's go into the biblical dates and their meaning, meaning, which is the short version. Now remember, um, YAH did not do time this way. Remember YAH is the most high, he is the creator. He is the author and the finisher, he is. However, when the pagans, heathens, Gentiles um, was going around conquering the world, they put their spin on things, okay? Like I said, um, they did what they did and now the world is basically going um, through their creation. Now, I will be going through this. I will touch on this when I um, discuss the lesson. Um, how's the whole world fooled? How's the whole world fooled by the devil? That's not the exact title, but you you understand. Okay. BC is an abbreviation of the words before Christ. Now, we already know that there is no Christ. I already told you where Christ lives with the Easter Bunny and Kris Kringle. And um, yeah, they live in La La Land. So, uh, and it is a reference to the time before the Mashiach, which that is really his name, Yahusha HaMashiach. So, I'll read it again, BC is, an abbreviation for the words before Christ, you know, there was no Christ. It is a reference to the time before the Mashiach that the initial misinterpreted translation Christ was used. Now, I'm going to give you a little piece of information in regards to Christ. Christ is a word that was made up from different people's language. I already told you when um, interpreting this scripture, it was in Paleo-Hebrew, which is ancient Hebrew, those people who wanted to crack the Hebrew code, they either hired somebody or they tried to do it themselves. A lot of times it was a lot of mess. So like I said in previous lessons, sometimes there's a word in one language that is no word for the language of the people that's trying to translate, translate it. This is why there's errors in the scriptures. That's a piece of why. Um, a second reason why is because the more something is translated, the more the word changes. So is the um, the New Testament um, changed and um, tampered with, I was going to say contaminated, but tampered with, yes. However, when you start dealing with the Ruach, the Ruach leads you to all truth. So in regards to this A, D, and B, C. Gentiles slash heathens made that time up, because Yah does not go by that time. He doesn't. So the original words Christ and Christian and all of this stuff goes to Rome and Latin, because before the King James Bible came about, there was ancient, uh, well, I'm not going to say ancient, there was people who tried to transcribe the Bible before um, King James, 1611. Before 1611, there was other people that tried to transcribe it and the Bibles were so misinterpreted that they couldn't be used. However, they did keep the Latin version, even though it had many errors in it, they kept the Latin version and that's where Christ, Christian, and all of those, um, the the main uh, people in the New Testament, that's how their names changed because children is have his name if it's if it's not an l in the front or the end of their name it's a yah okay they even change it to i a h or whatever they change it to or christ or whoever so we already know that that's from the heathen slash gentile slash pagan we already know it's not from hebrew the original name so This goes according to this time period that they put in that's not scriptural at all, it's worldly. This is what it means. So when I was reading off those dates, you understand that it's not scriptural. It's just worldly because the heathens have the books and they're doing whatever they um, do to them. And this is what I just said is scriptural because it says that the heathens will have the books. And if you don't believe that, go to the book of Enoch. Okay, a, A-D means, um, is an abbreviation for the words annul damani, and that's also Latin. And it's a term used that applies to the times, to the time since the Mashiach's birth, who they call Christ, which is not true according to the, um, the tampering of the New Testament. Because today is supposed to be the day that he was born. However, there are scriptures that says in the wintertime, things are dead. In the springtime, things are born. Now, why would scripture say in the wintertime, things are dead? And this is supposed to be the day that the Messiah, who they call Christ, is born. This is the time of death. This is the time when the trees go dormant, they fall off the leaves, the, um, the plants die. This is the time when everything dies. Why would the Mashiach be born when everything dies? And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you the reason why pagans slash heathens slash um, Gentiles do this because this is their time of Yule. This is an ancient time of Yule that the people who are pagans Celebrated. So Constantine mixed all the um all the um pagan holidays together with the um the scriptures of Yasharel. And this is where they got this day from. So if you do a little bit of homework, you will know this is the day of Yule. This is not the day that the Mashiach was born. Okay. The Mashiach was really born in April. Okay. And and I'll just give you this point too, and then I'll move on. The the calendar at that time was only ten months, and the pagans slash heathens slash gentiles put two more months on here. So you already know this is not Yah's time at all. Moving on. Okay, the one the pagan gentiles refer to as Jesus Christ. Okay, now like I said. The Mashiach was not born in December. There wasn't no December back then. It was only 10 months and it says it in the Old Testament. It also says it in Solomon. It's only, it was only 10 months in a year, okay? That was That's the Hebrew time, okay? It's not the Gentile slash heathen time, pagan. It's not, they added two months from, out of their behinds. And they also, um, they also count 365 days a year, which that is not scriptural either. The scriptural, um, days of the year is 364 days a year. And we ain't gonna get into that. Like I said, there's people who have done real deep research that can prove that 364 days of scriptural is also in the book of Enoch and that there was only 10 months in a year. That's also in the book of Enoch, and it's in the um, in the um, books of Solomon. Now, remember who Solomon is. Okay. Note, the BC and AD dating system are not found in the scriptures, it's not scriptural, and was not fully developed and accepted until several centuries after the death of the Mashiach, aka the pagan name Jesus. This is according to um, their own history, pagan history. Pagan history is saying this. The pagan slash heathens slash gentiles are saying this themselves. I got this by researching on um, various sites. Okay, so according to Christianity and Constantine, the pagan ruler, this is their stuff. Okay, now why does the devil fool the whole world, or how? In every way possible. Next. Okay. The prophets and how they died. Like I said, I'm not going to go through um, a synopsis or vignette of what they did, how they did it, because it's too long. We've been sitting here for days. However, I will discuss the prophets that are, excuse me, listed. The, the ones that um, have said things and are listed, but like I said before, there were many other prophets um, that lived, even women. And there's some that are not, um, that have been mentioned in the scripture, but they are not, um, I wanna say highly regarded or um, identified as being somebody of, um, importance I would say even though they were mentioned but you know it says things about them but it's not like the major prophets the minor prophets it'll have a a little thing about them a little blurb or something like that and I did not list them so I'm listing the major and the minor prophets and then I'm listing some honorable mentions because those are honorable mentions even though um it is not a whole bunch about it. okay Jonah is a minor prophet okay and he died two years after the people returned from Babylon remember um, Israel was in um, bondage several times they was not in bondage only in um, Egypt which people believe okay all right and um, he died after, two years after return from Babylon and was buried in a cave in Canaan okay Joel is a minor prophet and Isaiah, son of um, Amaziah, smote him with a staff upon his head while still alive. They brought him to his own land and two days later he died. Now, I mentioned before, there's a lot of prophets that Israel died, are killed. And um, I said, kill, um, and it says in the scriptures too, that Israel killed their prophets. They didn't kill every last one of them but the major ones that was um, was not tickling their ears meaning um, giving them um, a prophecy that they wanted to hear. They, did, they didn't like the prophecy and they would kill the prophet. Uh, there will be some um, some prophets that did not get killed but a lot of the ki- a lot of the prophets that they didn't like what they were saying they killed them. So you know smoting means hitting and killing. Okay, smite, smoke, same thing. they um, they're hitting you and killing you. okay, so that's Joel. Amos, which was a minor prophet, I'm going through the minors first, and then I'll go to the majors. Um the priest of Bethel Bethel, tortured him and afterwards slew him, which means kill him, or smite and slew is the same thing. or Azariah, son of um, Amaziah killed him with a staff and he died. Now that's not clear how Amos died because I'm getting two different um, reasons of to how he died, but he died either one of those. Somebody killed him, they either tortured him or they just slew him and killed him with a staff. Hosea, he died in peace and was buried in his own land. Micah, he died in peace and was buried in his own land. And um Anikem. Now I'm gonna say these prophets, a lot of these prophets, all of these prophets that I'm saying here are all a part of Israel. They are all um children of Israel. Now um this scripture that says there's gonna be other prophets. Now, the ones that I'm saying, the ones that I'm saying it are children of Israel, but the scriptures do say that they don't say they're prophets, but they call them magicians. And those are the ones that also prophesied, but they wasn't of Israel. They was of the heathen nations. So I'm not saying there wasn't other people that saw things because they used to call them seers before they was calling them prophets. I'm not saying that they wasn't seeing things, but the prophets that count that's in Israel are the ones I'm talking about. Okay. Cause I don't want you to be misunderstood. There were Magicians, there were because remember, there's um, demons slash devils that also give um, prophecy. Remember, they are spiritual beings, so they can see what's going on. They may not be able to cross over, but they can see what's going on, and they have fed um, heathen slash um, gentile nations. They have fed them prophecy uh, for a price. But I'm not talking about them. I'm only talking about Israel's prophets. Okay? All right. Micah, who was a minor prophet, he died in peace and was buried in, um, oh, I already said that, but, um, Enikim. Nahum was a minor prophet and he died in peace and was buried in his own country. Zephaniah, let me see if I have Zephaniah twice. Nope. Zephaniah, was put to death by King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon. And this is listed in Jeremiah 52, 24 through 27, according to scripture. Now I put that down here because when I was doing my homework, it doesn't, it would, it wouldn't list whether he was um, um, put to death by certain means. It wasn't listed. So um, I listed it, so yes, Zephaniah was my my minor prophet, and he was put to death by King Nebuchadnezzar. Because there there's things that say that he didn't die through that means, but he actually did, because it's listed in the scriptures. Okay, Habakkuk was a uh, a minor prophet, and he died in peace in his own land. Yeah, bless you, baby. Okay, Obadiah. Which was a, make, a minor prophet. He died in peace. Um, and he followed. He followed Elijah, and was deemed worthy of prophecy. Now, I'm going to tell you more about that when we get into the scriptures, <laughs> because Elisha was a major prophet. So um, Zechariah was a minor prophet, and um, King Joash slew this prophet between the steps and the altar sprinkled his blood upon the horns of the altar and the priests bury him so that's what happened to Zechariah. he must have said something that they couldn't stand because like I said when the, the reason why the prophets get um slaughtered like that is because um they were saying something from the most high that they did that um the rest of Israel didn't like and I'm gonna say this Remember who uh, these these prophets needed to remember who they were slaying because they don't get the last word, y'all gets the last word. Okay, there's scriptures that say y'all is gonna let them to school on, honey. And when it's they've been dead, so I can't even imagine what's going on in that life in that other dimension. I can't even imagine all of the um all of the prophets that were slain by Israel, I can't even even imagine uh, to the one uh, what's happening with them. Ooh! okay Malachi was a minor prophet. He died in peace in his own land. okay, now I'm on the major major prophets. <laughs> Isaiah is a major prophet he was uh, he was sown in two with a wooden saw by Hezekiah and buried before the outfall of the waters which Hezekiah concealed by the side of Siloah. Jeremiah, a major prophet. The children of Israel stoned him. He was buried by the side of Pharaoh's palace. Ezekiel, a major prophet. The chief of Israel who was in the land of the Chaldeans slew him because he was, because he, Ezekiel, rebuked him for worshiping idols. I told you, the major, um, the major prophets, um, not all of them were killed by Israel. Now tell me the devil wasn't um, busy. Daniel, who's a major prophet, died in Elam, in the city of Po, I don't know what this is, I think it was Hosea, but the way that they spelt it was wrong, and was buried in um, Shoshan, the fortress. Elisha is a major prophet, and I have a little asterisk next to his name, simply because he never died. He was taken up in a chariot towards heaven another person that was taken up in the chariot towards heaven was Enoch. Enoch, not only, oh, and I'm not even going to go there yet. I'm not going to go there yet because he's after Elijah. I mean, Eli, Elijah, and then it's Elisha. So I'm not going to go there with Enoch and Elisha yet. I'm just, I'm going to do it when I do, after I finish this. Okay. Elisha, which is a major prophet, he died in peace and was buried in Samaria. Okay, all right. And there's some there's some special stuff about Elisha, but I ain't gonna disclose that right now because when we go into the um, scriptures, we'll be doing all of that. Enoch was only mentioned once or twice in the Old Testament and the New, because I I believe Enoch um, they said something about Enoch in the New Testament, but um, Enoch was mentioned once or twice in the book that they call the Bible. He's also called the scribe of righteousness, okay? Not only is he a prophet, he's also called the scribe of righteousness by the Most High. And Elisha is one of the olive branches. Now there's two olive branches. If you really doing um, some um, research in in, um, Hebrew history, uh, and you're using the scriptures, and I mean various ones, not just what's in the Bible, different books that are, um, have been written by Hebrews that pagans took and put it in another book and call it something else, then you know that Elijah and Enoch are the two olive branches that's coming back. There, uh, there, there is um, prophecy that involves Elisha and Enoch. In regards to revelation and all hell that's going to break loose. These are the two that never died in the beginning. But will be coming back and fighting the devil. Now. Then there's Ezra who is a major prophet. And he died in peace in his own land. Ezra's prophecy has not come true yet. Ezra who's a major prophet. Okay. Barak is a major prophet. He died and there's no other information given from the research that I've done. And I will say in regards to Barak, his, uh, some of his, um, some of his uh, prophecy has come true already, but some prophecy is still um, waiting to be unfurled in um, Barack. Nathan, Nathan was a major prophet too. And he was also David's prophet. Now, um, you do remember that there was times that I said that uh, the children of Israel didn't want to hear from directly from Yah. So Yah said, okay, I'm going to give you a prophet. You know, first they wanted a king and then they wanted a prophet. So um, Nathan, um, David was a king and Nathan was his prophet. So that's what that was. Okay, what does the scripture say about prophecy slash the prophets? Numbers 12 and six says, Numbers 12 and six says, and he said, hear now my words. This is y'all saying it. If there be a prophet among you, I, the most high, will make myself known unto him in a vision and will speak unto him in a dream. Okay, that's what Yah says. That's how the word comes about. Then Deuteronomy 18 and 18 says, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth. He's talking to uh, Moses. And he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Okay, this is, this is uh, proof that there are prophets, and this is proof that Yah speaks to prophets. Jeremiah 28 and 9, the prophet which prophesied of peace, when the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Most High have truly sent him. This is the, this is the proof that um, the prophet is who he is. And I'll say it again, the prophet which prophesied of peace, when the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Most High have truly sent him. Because there's, all, there's always been false prophets. And it says that in the New Testament. There has always been false prophets and in the Old Testament they would stone them to death. Okay. So that they didn't play when it come down to prophecy because even if they found out, this was Old um, Old Testament, if they found out that you was playing, you would die because they don't play when it come down to the law. Old Testament did not play when it came down to the law unless the king was corrupt and unrighteous and a heathen acting king, okay? Because um, I'm going to tell you what, Yasharel could be he, um, heathen acting Okay? Because y'all y'all said Yahushua said you will tell the a tree by the fruit that it bears. If you act like a heathen, honey Okay? No matter who you are, if you act like a heathen, then you being a heathen. Okay. Now, Deuteronomy 18 and 22 says when a prophet speaketh in the name of the Most High, if the thing follow not or come to pass that this, excuse me, that is the thing which the Most High has spoken, but the prophet has spoken it presumptuously, thou shall not be afraid of him. That means they gonna kill you because you a false prophet. So we know from Deuteronomy 18 and 18, that there are prophets from Yah. We know from Jeremiah 28 and 9 that if you prophesy and it comes to pass, then you was sent by Yah. Deuteronomy 18 and 22, if you say something presumptuously and it doesn't come to pass, then you're not of Yah and stone them or kill them. And now we're on Joel 2, 28 and 29. And it says, and it shall come to pass Afterward, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your old man shall dream dreams, your young man shall see visions, and also upon the servants, and upon the servants, and upon, oh, wait a minute, oh, it says, yes, and also upon the servants, and upon the servants, and upon the handmaids in those days, I will pour out my spirit. Now, I'll I'll say this. First of all, self-explanatory, and then I'll give you a little piece of information. In Joel 28, Joel 2 28 20, um, Joel 2 28 and 29, it says that Yah is going to pour out his spirit among his children he also says that he's going to be pouring out his spirit among the handmaids and um, servants. Okay? Now, a lot of times when Israel, this is in the um, Old Testament, where Israel had servants, they was either Yashorel or they was other people. I'm going to say it again. They was either Yashorel if they were servants, because that is in the um, the law that sometimes Yahshua will have other Yahshua for servants. Either they will have that or they will have people from other lands, um, the stranger, they'll call it, or the alien, they will have for servants. So Yah said, I'm going to pull out my spirit on Israel and servants. So not only does Israel Able to prophesy and, and benefit from the pouring out of the most high spirits, it's other people too. So this was initially said in the old testament in Joel. Now I'm gonna give you a bridge because they're all New Testament bridges that give you information in regards. To pouring out the spirit in the New Testament. So I'm going to read what it says in the New Testament. Excuse me. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 12. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same most high. And there are diversities of operations, but is the same most high, which worketh in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit withal. For to one is given the spirit of the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same ruach, which is spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, which is ruach. Well, the Ruach is the Ruach and people's spirit is people's spirit. Another, the gifts of healing by the same Ruach. These are the the gifts that Yah's um, given out to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Now, remember, you just heard. One is speaking in tongues, and another is interpretation of tongues. It does not say the speaking and interpretation of tongues because the one who's speaking in tongues does not know what it means. The one who can interpret the tongues can tell you what it means. Okay. All right. Um, but all these worketh that one of the self same spirit, dividing to every man severally. Severally, as he will, whatever. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body also in the Mashiach. Okay, another bridge to Joel 2 28 and 29 is Ephesians 4 7 through 13. And it says, But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of the Mashiach. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and gave gifts unto men. Now you see, you hear that Yah's, uh, Yahusha is giving gifts unto men. Remember, initially Joel two twenty-eight twenty-nine, Yah said he gonna pour out his spirit. So he said it there in the Old Testament, and they saying it now in the New Testament. Now that he ascended. What is it but that he also descended first until the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heavens that he might fill all things. Remember, Yahushua said, I got to go to my father. And um, in my father's house, go prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there's many mansions. This is what this is talking about. Okay, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of the Mashiach, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of the Most High, into a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of the Mashiach. Okay, so you know, and this is what Paul is saying, Paul wrote these two books, and he said that according to the most, uh, well, not the most, well, the most high is um, Yahusha. According to Yahusha, who is Yah in the flesh, he's pouring out his spirit, and people are going to be prophesying, okay, and dreaming dreams and doing stuff like that. He already said it in Joel um, 22, 28, 29, he said it in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 12, Ephesians 4, 7 through 13, and now he's saying um, Ephesians 8, excuse me, 4, 8 through 12, and it says, wherefore he hath he said, excuse me, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, again he's saying it, and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first in the lower parts of the earth? Now remember, I said this in Ephesians 4, 7-13, through 13. it's also saying it in Ephesians 4. 8 through 12 Okay that he descended as the same until that ascended what oh, excuse me for he descended is the same also that he ascended up far above the heavens that he might fill all things And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of the Mashiach. So we know for sure that in these days, in the later days, that there will be prophets, there will be uh, prophesying. There will be dreaming of dreams. There will be um, speaking in tongues because this is Yah's will, okay? And he says in the Old Testament, he'll do it when he needs to, to edify himself. Yes, this is Yah's will. In the Old Old Testament, he said he's gonna do it. In the New Testament, he said he's gonna do it. And the, the reason why is to reprimand the people. People gonna be reprimanded in these days to turn from their wicked ways because, like as y'all said, as more and more truth becomes um, available for people to actually see, and y'all's gonna be opening up people's eyes so they won't be distracted. And he's gonna be unclogging ears and unfolding um, un, um, eyes for lack of a better term. Um, you're gonna be really seeing exactly what's coming, um, what's coming to fruition, and people call this woke being woke. Now I already said what I said in regards to being woke. Everybody's gonna be woke because nobody's gonna be distracted. There's not gonna be no wool pulling over anybody's eyes, but woke does not be spiritually open. Now, when y'all say he's going to pull out his spirit, now that's when you're going to be spiritually open and you're going to be able to discern what's happening. Now, everybody that's woke is not going to be able to discern what's happening. They're just going to know something's happening in front of their eyes. And y'all says it's going to be a time that people are going to see things and it's going to stop them dead, dead in their trap. It's going to make their heart stop. And this is the difference between being woke and being spiritually open and discerning because the people that are spiritually open and discerning, they're going to understand what's happening and they're going to be watching it. The people who's woke is going to be astonished and their hearts going to stop because they ain't going to understand where it's coming from. They're going to be able to see it. Everybody's going to be able to see it. Animals is going to be able to see it. Everybody and everything is going to be able to see it. But a lot of people ain't going to understand why it's happening. They ain't going to um, be able to connect the dots with spiritual discernment. So that's the difference between being woke and being spiritually open. Because being spiritually open, the Ruach is dealing with you. So the Ruach is telling you the truth. I just told you that y'all gonna pull out his spirit and people gonna do it. Does it say everybody? No, it doesn't say everybody. And um, Joel is gonna say, it says, I'm pouring out my spirit to your daughters and your sons. And he's talking to Israel. That's who he's talking to. In the Old Testament, that's the Old Testament. And the New Testament, which is 1 Corinthians um, 12, 4 and 12, um, Ephesians 4, 7 and 13, Ephesians 4, 8 and 12, which is pretty much the same thing, um, It's saying that some people's going to be a, uh, teachers. Um, he gave certain people these gifts, and he said he gave some of his gifts to apostles, Some of them to the prophets, some to the evangelists, some to the pastors and the teachers for perfecting of the saints. That's where the spirit is going to be poured out to them. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and the teachers. Those are the ones that's going to get it in the New Testament. But the Old Testament, Yashorel is getting it. Okay. So that's who we know is going to be prophesying in these times. That's what Yah says. So Israel's going to be prophesying and and, um, who are uh, Gentile, and we already know Israel's doing but um, Gentile apostles, Gentile prophets, Gentile evangelists, Gentile pastors, and Gentile teachers in the New Testament is going to be prophesying. Okay, now a lot of prophecy um, is um, famine, pestilence, and war. That's what it is and um, also things concerning major events. And that's what prophets prophesy. So we understand by um, this um, lesson, who the prophets were, give a piece of who the prophets were, how they died, what is prophecy? How, do you, um, how are you able to tell or discern a prophet, whether they tell them the truth or not? And what's gonna happen in the later days um, in regards to prophecy and who's gonna be prophesying. Now, we just discussed all of that, and that the major prophets was killed by Yashua. We just discussed that, and that's important to know. And like I said, we're gonna learn more about the prophets as we go into the new year and go into the scriptures because the the prophets are an important part of Israel because Israel did not want to listen to the most high, they wanted a prophet. So, Yah gave them a prophet, and it was very important for them to have a prophet because they needed to be led and continue to need to be led through, YAH, um, through, YAH, um, through Yah's word. Now, the problem is that Israel continued to sin, and they still sin it to this day. This is why they are getting spanked. They are getting reprimanded and they're getting everything they deserve. Yah said it's only going to be a remnant of Israel. That's what he said. And it's also from the whole world, from the time the first person stepped their foot on earth till the time of the ending, there was multitudes, multitudes, multitudes of people. And this is in, this is in, um, A prophet saying multitudes, multitudes, multitudes. So we can't even count how many people been on earth since the beginning until the ending. So from the people that's been, that been on earth from the beginning until the ending is only going to be a remnant of them too. So we know from the set apart people is only going to be a remnant. And from the multitudes, multitudes, multitudes of people that was here from the beginning until the ending of uh, the consummation of time, Yah says, It's only going to be a remnant of them. And since Israel was only a small part, a set apart people, you know, it's only going to be a small piece of Israel among all Gentiles. So those people are going to be the priests. They're going to be the the prophets, the apostles, the, the teachers. They're going to be there in the next life. And everybody's going to cling to Israel. That's why everything is contingent on Israel. And that's why y'all said it's only going to be a remnant because those are the only ones that's listening. And he said that um, this is why somebody could walk down the street. Well, I'm saying this is why somebody could walk down the street and kill us. Simply because of insubordination. So with that, um, this lesson is wrapped. I hope that you enjoy your day. I hope um, that you enjoy your Sabbath. Um, like I said, today is not the day of, um, it might be Christ's uh, birthday. Like I said, (laughs) Jesus Christ, the Easter bunny and Kris Kringle live in the same place. And that's La La Land. People who are spiritually discerned and understanding know that there ain't no such thing as La La Land. You cannot go visit La La Land. There's no place for you in La La Land to visit or stay. Those are the people that spiritually discern and Yasharel. Everybody else, you can go there, visit, vacation, live there, any, anywhere you want to, anytime you want to, because that's not real. Uh, this is not the Mashiach's birthday. The Mashiach was not born in the winter time. He was born in springtime when life is new and beginning. It says that in scriptures. It doesn't say, uh, it doesn't say, Yeshua was born then. It says that winter's for death. Death is wintertime. Winter, you know, winter's death. One of the um, apostles, not, yeah, the apostles was saying it. Death is wintertime, the time of death. Rebirth and and um, uh, springtime is when Yeshua was born, okay? Yeshua HaMashiach, okay? So Christ was born um, during this time of death. So if if you believe that, then um, more power to you. But um, those people who know better know that there was only 10 months in a year. You could do your own homework. There wasn't no December. There wasn't no, um, none of that. Because if you look at the word December and you look at the word October and all of that, it only adds up to 10 months. So um, like I said, I don't believe in doing the wheel, reinventing the wheel. There's people who did specify homework. They did deep research and put things together. I can send you and refer you to that channel or um, that link and you can do your own research um, and according to their research, you can do your own. I always welcome people to do your research Even when I read these scriptures and I produce these receipts, I want you to do your own research simply because this this channel is for you to have the zeal to seek seek the most high for yourself. Don't listen to my word. Let me be the guide and the, um, the blueprint of you doing your own research to seek the most high for your own salvation in your own soul. So with that being said, until next time. Shabbat shalom. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnote.com. Q and a at yahoo.com I'll say it again this is one word cliff note the letter q the letter n the letter a at yahoo.com the second way is you can upload a question concern or comment on Spotify the question section appears under the episodes description on Spotify send me your question and I'll definitely answer it thank you and enjoy the podcast it's good to hear the word of truth from the most high but you know what's better hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.